Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. John, why don't you let everybody know we got a riveting topic today. Man, stay tuned. Here we go. Let's I go. Do, I do feel a little outmanned. You do. You are yeah. surrounded right now by two CPAs. It's two CPAs and me. Yep. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Uh, we have with us uh, Brett Billman, who is our Director of Finance. Hey Welcome, guys. brother. Yeah, thanks. And we are talking about the topic of budgeting and church finances. And so right now, uh, someone is reaching for their phone and they are going to uh, jump out of this episode. And you have 15 seconds, guys, to tell them why they need to listen to this. Yeah. Brett, what you got? Yeah, this matters because we know finances are a really, really big deal. Yes. Uh, but finances are not primarily a numbers issue. Finances are a heart issue. Okay. Jesus says in Matthew, in Luke twelve thirty four, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So it's clear that finances and our heart pastorally helping people with their hearts is a big deal. Yeah. It's a leadership issue, right? I mean, that's, that's what this all comes down to is uh, if you are a church that has been given some resources and you've been given any donations, uh, you've been given a facility or something like that you no longer have the option to be negligent about this. You have, I mean, scripture is so clear. We just go look at Proverbs 27. We have to know the condition of our flocks. We have to be able to watch over those. We know the stewardship principles, everything that a leader right now preaches to their congregation about personal financial stewardship absolutely applies to us yes. as leaders. And yes. we cannot, uh, we just can't be negligent. That's not an option. And so as pastors, we may sit there and roll our eyes and make fun of the CPAs and the accountants and all that kind of stuff. But the way, what I love so much about the way we think about this here at Watermark is that Brett is not just an accountant, That's right. right? We are not just saying you've got your uh, your green visor and you've got your little lamp there and roll up your sleeves <laughs> yeah. and you're a general ledger jockey and just make sure that the checks are cut and all that kind of stuff. We hired Brett because he's a leader, Amen. right? And he Amen. is a ministry partner. And, uh, and he makes us better. And that's what's going to be so fun to talk about the way we think about this from a leadership perspective, not just from making the numbers uh, add up. And okay. one of the cool things is that that has always been clearly communicated to me is that I am not the accountant. Yep. I am not the bookkeeper. I am expected to be in a way that sometimes gets me a little bit nervous and out of yeah. my comfort zone, but I'm expected to step up to lead and to be a pastor here at Watermark. Okay. I'm going to listen now. Are you going to listen? I'm listening. I'm not, <laughs> right. I'm not clicking on. All right. Okay. And so what we wanted to do just to frame up the conversation is just talk real quickly about how we think about budgeting and church finances. And uh, and so, Brett, you've got uh, four principles here that I thought would be really, really fun for us to go through and, and helpful. I know you yeah. get a lot of emails from church leaders yeah. that uh, want to know how you think about this through the Church Leadership Conference. And uh, so maybe, if nothing else, this will save you some emails yeah. in the future. You can just Great. send everybody uh, this episode. But uh, let's start off with principle number one. Principle number one for us and the way we think about this is this, is that we try to overwhelm people with seniority. So why don't you talk about what you mean there? Yeah. So in the same vein of me not being the accountant, just the bookkeeper, when we start budget season, if I make the announcement to our staff, hey guys, this spreadsheet's going out. I need you to fill it out. I need it back from you. And that's it. Uh, nobody's interested. Nope. Nobody's doing it. So when I make that announcement, typically what happens is Todd or someone from our executive team will step up and say, guys, you just heard Brett say you need to do this spreadsheet. But what I'm telling you is this is extraordinarily important. Yeah. If you're not critically thinking through this, that's a huge miss. And we're going to have a much harder conversation if you come in unprepared to budget meetings. That's right. right. So just having that, having my senior leadership um, have my back on that makes it 
so much easier to convince people that this is important. That's right. And even when uh, those budget meetings happen, yeah, there's right. a lot of horsepower in those rooms, right? Yeah, it's, it's not, intimidating. <laughs> and not just because it's numbers, but you yeah. walk in there and you're like, oh my goodness, yeah. this is, uh, we'll this talk is about, for Talk real. about the posture. So we, we joke, but talk about the posture of those, those you know, kind of leaders in the room. During yeah, the I mean, they're... Uh, First of all, I mean that room just to set the set the stage. It is it's a it's one of our larger conference rooms. Got the large you know long table, <laughs> and uh, one half of the table is who's in there? It's Brett um, is in there with our director of finance, our director of operations, our executive, executive pastor, pastor is in there, yep. and all three of them know the numbers yeah. and they have binders of all the budget. So they big, have taken the time, big, big binder. Yeah, they yeah. get it, and so you can have these uh, really um, thoughtful conversations. They know the details of your ministry from looking at the numbers and it's not, uh, they're not asking silly questions. They have done their homework and you can tell they care deeply about yeah, this. That's good. That's good. And that's what we mean by overwhelm with seniority. So yeah. it's not like, Hey, it's our way or the highway. Right. It's uh, overwhelm them with how the senior leaders here care uh, deeply about making sure that we steward the resources right. really well. And we think that's the best practice that has right. helped us. It's because not, on that, if you're, if you're a senior leader and you're listening and you don't care about your budgets, then you can kiss goodbye uh, anybody else on your team caring? You've yeah. got to show there you, that go. you care. So there tell you the story, Brett, because you told me a story the yeah. other day about uh, you sitting in a meeting and, yeah. and had a conversation about leadership when somebody yep. was telling so you. So I was sitting with another church actually uh, next to the church admin and then with their executive pastor next to her. And as she's sharing, hey, our our executive pastor, our leadership team doesn't have time. We've got like 15 budgets and, and they can't sit down with every single team. And I just look at her. I said, oh, that is poor leadership. <laughs> and uh, the executive pastor's eyes shoot up and look at me. I'm like, man, if, and I said the exact same thing. Hey, if you can't get your, if you don't care about the budgets, then you will never get your staff to care and to yeah. turn in any type of good budget. That's good. So the principle here, over, it, it, this is not just for the bean counters, right? Yeah, right. All those mm-hmm. jokes aside, this is this is a leadership issue for everyone and senior leadership around here makes uh, everyone be diligent, everybody on your team be diligent. And that comes through, not just in the announcements and then in the budget meetings, but throughout the whole year uh, as well. So that's the first principle. Uh, Second principle is this, is uh, there's a way that you guys show that you're partners uh, in ministry. And and when you get into those budget meetings, you always start with two questions. So let's talk about those two questions. Yeah. So one of the things this was started from, it just drove me nuts. What I always heard my first two years of doing these budget meetings was the staff called them jokingly, but would call them budget defense meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that keyed me in on, okay, maybe they don't feel as loved and cared for as I would like for them to. Yeah. Um, and so we adjusted as a team, we adjusted some of the ways we approached that. So every time, first thing we do with 117 meetings, we ask them two questions before we even open the binders, before we even look at the dollars. Uh, first thing we ask them, say, what's been your favorite thing about ministry? this past year. Yeah. And we just enter into a conversation, one two minute conversation around what they were excited this past year. Immediately that disarms the people that feel like they're coming in for a you versus me. Yep. It reminds them, Hey, we're on the same team, Adam, you and I are both looking at what are we doing here at watermark and how excited we are before we get into how many dollars and pennies we're spending. Yeah. And, And I remember that when I was leading college ministry, how fun it was in those meetings to start off with that and just to be able to say, Hey, here's what's happened this year. Here's some things we're really excited about. And that's, that's not an opportunity to sell. It's just, it's just an opportunity to go, Hey, we're, we're with partners right here. They're not looking to punish us and take dollars away. They really do care. So, uh, so you ask about favorite thing from the past year. And then the second question is what? So what are your goals for this next year? 
um, which sounds a little bit silly, but if I'm about to open up a spreadsheet, open up our budgets and look together at what we're trying to spend, then there's no way I can help you if I don't know your goals That's right. for this next year. Yeah. And the example you've used before is like, hey, if one of your goals is you need to increase volunteers, yeah. then you would expect to see something in the budget that would say, we're going to be trying to spend more time recruiting and training volunteers. And if you don't see that, exactly. you're going to be able to ask some questions and go, hey, I heard that goal. Why is it not reflected here That's in the exactly dollars? Right. That's great. So again, it just shows that that your ministry partners with all that, starting that meeting with those two questions. John, what is your mindset as a non-numbers guy? <clears throat> what is your mindset going into those uh, into those meetings? Well, this is recorded and shared. I know, and that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> that's great. We'll take so, that offline. So, John. No, yeah, I would say so. True. I mean, um, there's a part of you, right? That you're, you're trying to go in there and get yours. Yep. You've got ideas, you've got plans, and you want to make sure that you can, um, you know, I, you know, get get yours would be the a negative way. But I think in a, in a positive way, you want to go in there and you want to be thoughtful about every uh, about everything that um, that's on the you know on your budget and things like that. And and I do. I, I think at least on our on our best days, all of our staff walks in there and says, "Hey, we're a family. Yep, we're a team." And if a family had limited resources, and you know, uh, everybody wanted shoes. You would give them to the kids who needed shoes, yeah. and so I, I really do appreciate kind of the spirit that we have here. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's what I'm thinking, here's what I'm dreaming, here's what I'm planning, yeah. here's the numbers behind it. Uh, you guys have visibility that that I don't. As you look at the whole, so can we have a conversation? And so uh, I, I don't feel like I have to go in there and kind of carbo load to go in there for a fight at That's all. Right. I can just talk about this. This is what I'm thinking. Um, this is what I'm planning. This is what I think it'll cost, and let's have a discussion. And sometimes, you know, I, I've been in there, so um, this will blow people's minds. I, I can remember some budget meetings, um, sitting in and people going, it's going to cost way more than that. Yep. Like, what were you thinking? And I was like, oh, I was trying to kind of think as a family member here. And I was trying to, and like, no, that there's no way you can pull that out. You're going to need more. But now this one over here, that's crazy. You can't, no, yeah. you can't have that much, you know, uh, Brett kind of drops his Thor's hammer on, <laughs> that's uh, right. on my, on my budget. But, um, so that, I don't know if that answers your no, question. That, that's exactly it. It's just, uh, yeah, you're going in there and, and you're trying to think like a family and you, you know, it can be a really encouraging conversation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're like, no, we think you're going to need more. And then sometimes you're challenged to be creative. And that leads us into our third yeah. principle here. And so I like how you guys think about this because, you know, Brett and I were joking the other day, how we're both accountants and, uh, creative accountants are rare. And most of them are in jail. Right. right? Exactly. And so you can't really <laughs> yep. find a lot of opportunities to be creative as an accountant. Uh, but I love the way Brett and his team think about creativity and they challenge all of our ministries to be more creative. Right. So Brett, right. why don't you That's talk right. about how you do that? Yeah. So uh, lots of different ways. And again, it's it's through knowing their goals that we get to talk through the ministry and the heart and not just the dollars and the pennies. But what we what we love to hear, and this is a common phrase in our in those budget meetings, is someone will pitch an idea. They'll say, hey, we're going to do this, this event. Here's what it's going to cost. They've been really thoughtful. We love it. We think this is the greatest idea. But we'll look at them and say, hey, I think you could do that for 75% of what you're proposing here. Yeah. And so so let's cut that line item down. Uh, don't change anything about what you're doing. Keep the plans the exact same. We're just betting that you're going to end up either not getting to a couple of those really cool items or... Hey, change that a little bit. Yeah. Just yep. be creative. Don't go buy that. Make that. And you can sp- you can save a lot of money. That Which way. is really great because we talk about this often that one of the ways to bring about creativity is with constraints. Absolutely. And that's what they're doing. They're just going, hey, w- w- we hear what you're doing. We love the idea. And then it's just a fun, friendly challenge. We think you can do it with less. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and oftentimes what happens? Uh, oftentimes they do. Isn't that Which amazing? Is great. That's- I was just proven wrong yesterday by another team that came in my office and reminded me. Uh, I sent them an email saying, hey, you're over budget here. 
And they came in and said, hey, reminder, you're the <laughs> one that made us go over budget because you could, took too much out. There you okay, go. Great. That's totally fine. But other than that, most of our teams are really great with woodworking now, right? Because right. they, <laughs> they can build all of their own things now. <laughs> paper mache. We've yeah. got a paper mache I mean, studio. Jesus was we a carpenter. Not. They're all we do not. helping their yes. carpentry skills right yes. now. And the other so. part to that, too, just as we're wrapping up with that line, um, what we always tell teams, it's like, hey, we're going to cut that down you know, spend less, but we love the idea. Hey, if you find that you really need more money, yes, come back and ask for more money. Yeah. We're, we're not setting this thing in stone. It can't change. If you have another crazy idea that's going to notch this up a hundred times yep. and we agree it's great, let's throw money at it. That's really good. Okay, so come back if you need more. Yeah. Always, always do that. And that, I mean, that conversation happens every year yep. is uh, what, what Brett and his team are not doing is they are not trying to slow ministry down. Yep. Right. And they don't want to pour cold water on really great ideas. So they're always saying, yes, go, go, go. We're going to cut this back a little bit. If you need more, let us know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's really great to, to just know that hey, we're not saying don't do it. You know, that, uh, can you imagine, John, if Todd heard about a great idea or it really Todd and the elders heard about a great idea and we're like, oh yeah, we didn't have the budget to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. What they would say. And they would go, what are you talking about? You know, no, it's, there's other creative ways to get it done maybe without money and uh, and don't don't let dollars get in the way of what you feel like the Lord is calling you right. to do. Yep. And it's it's a very disciplined and uh, team approach to all this because what happens a lot of times, Brett, I mean, you, you know this, everybody throws in two or three extra ideas that they don't even <laughs> want, but it's something they can concede at those conversations, yeah. right? And so that's okay. I, you know what? If you guys think that's not a good idea, I'll just trust the Lord and uh, maybe next year. And you didn't yeah. want it anyway. Yeah. So there's just, there's no gamesmanship yeah. uh, through our budgeting process because of your leadership. We walk in, this is our best guess, yeah. and let's talk about this. And if, as a family, we decide, I'm not sure this is a great one for this moment, um, but we're, we're going to make notes, you know, and yep. I've, I've, I've been able to come back at times and go, hey, we had this conversation and uh, we said we're going to touch base in three months. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, we are ready for these funds and it's been great, but we're not going to pad numbers and we're not going to, there's just no gamesmanship. Um, we're leaders. These are dollars we have to steward and we have to give an account uh, to God and to others for. And, uh, and I just, I really appreciate the whole tone yeah. uh, of it. And which includes sometimes just saying no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sometimes which fam- which families have leaders of families have to do at yeah. times. Absolutely. Okay. And then the last principle would be this, we just call it operation, no surprises. And that really is uh the heart of accounting, if you will, as silly as that phrase may be. I remember accounting 101, very first class I sat in in college. They w- they asked the the question of what is the purpose of accounting? What is the heart of accounting? And you know, all of us as 18 year olds just sat there and was like, to get a job, you know, like the, I don't know, like what is the purpose of it? And they said the purpose of accounting, and it and it makes so much sense. It is to give. Uh, the leaders, the information they need to make good decisions. That's right. Right? That's right. And that, that's, right. that's why it's there. It's not there uh, to employ certain people. And it's not there to make, um, you know, certain types of personalities feel like everything's in order. It's not there for that. It's there to help leaders make decisions. Yeah. And that's what I love about this last principle is how we think about the budgets uh, throughout the year and trying to eliminate leadership surprises yes. uh, throughout the year. So and what I know that. is that if a team walks into those budget meetings with our executive leadership that's in there, ready, spending their time there, and we see an over-budget item, and they look at that team and say, hey, what, what happened here? Why are we over-budget? If the answer to that question is, I don't know, that's not going to serve anyone in that room well. There you go. And so as as my goal as a partner in ministry with these other teams, I'm looking at the budgets really carefully throughout the year. And pinging teams saying, hey, guys, um, I noticed you're over budget here. Let's have this conversation now in February. 
We've got months until budget season, but we need to come up with an answer now to either one, have an explanation, or two, one team has adjusted their budget for the spring. They had a fall retreat that went over. There was a miss. That's okay. No harm, no foul. But their spring is going to look a little bit different yeah. just because they're already playing from behind. Yeah, yeah. that's really good. How often do you send out the budgets uh, to folks as reminders? Yeah, Every month. Yeah, I think it's a great best best practice. Yeah. There's no, oh, shoot, we spent that much yeah. you yeah. Know, at, at the 11th hour. Yep. Um, everybody knows uh, at every point there's, they're highlighted. If something is out of whack there, exactly. and generally uh, you knock on a door. Uh, I've seen yeah. you do it and yep. uh, before before it even hits the inbox. And so just being you know, as part of this stewardship process, Process, uh, it is being daily, weekly, monthly on top of it all uh, so there are no surprises. And so the ministry doesn't get slowed Which down. Which is exactly what we would do for personal finances Absolutely. as well is, is you don't, you know, husband and wife sit down and set a budget for the whole year. And then they say, all right, we'll look at it again next year. Yeah. Uh, no, that, <laughs> not that's not going to give you good information and that's not going to help you make that's good right. decisions. That's not diligent, right? right? That's being negligent. And and as we already established, that's uh, that's not an option for us anymore. And so, yeah, we've got to, to use this to be able to make good decisions uh, throughout the year to try to eliminate surprises, celebrate things and uh, and rein things in. I mean, last year, Brett sent me an email with my meals and entertainment budget. It was starting to go out yep. of whack. I fasted for 40 days. <laughs> You're looking good, man. And <laughs> and I'm, I'm healthier now. So it was yeah. great. No, but he really did. It was good. It was so great for that's him good. to go, hey, just let's watch this. And it, it helped us make decisions. Love it. Yeah. it helped us Love make it. decisions with all that. All right, John, you got some lightning round questions. Yes. You ready? All right. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. Brett, recommended fiscal year. Go. Yeah, that's easy. For us, we do July through June. The reason we do it that way is because December for every church, December is the biggest giving month. In fact, I think about 22% of our entire annual budget comes in in the month of December. And so I really don't know financially how we're doing until January. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're spending money those first six months of that fiscal year hoping, praying. And then in January, we have a really clear picture. Hey, are we doing well? Do we have a surplus? And we can go back to some of those teams and green light a couple of the ideas that we squashed last summer, or do we need to rein it in even a little bit more this spring? It gives us the flexibility um, and the runway to be able to make changes as they're necessary. I like Excellent. that. Brett, any resources you recommend uh, for guys who sit in your seat? Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite books I just recently read was How to Budget for a Healthy Church by Jimmy Dunlop. A really excellent resource that thinks critically, but also thinks pastorally about all things finances. Uh, thoughts on cash? No ha- cash. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm not going to let you finish that <laughs> okay, conversation. Go. You have uh, the mic. Man, I, as an ex-auditor, and Adam, I know you too, just cash is one of the worst Preach. things. Cash has legs. As my, We trust our staff like crazy, but cash just wanders off. Yeah, uh, it, it gets lost. It is not accounted for well. Um, and so everything, anything you can do to keep cash out of anybody's hands, don't even give them that temptation. Yeah. What are, what are some practical ways churches could keep cash uh, out of hands? Yeah. One of the things we do is uh, relatively easy using Square or any other POS that can easily sway. That's uh, John. Hold on. You just <clears throat> POS is point of sale. Uh, yeah. John, that's what that is. It's point of sale. Okay. Great. Any point of sale system uh, right there, you could swipe a credit card. Really, people don't carry cash anymore. I don't. Um, I, I don't either. And so uh, whether that's Apple Pay or a credit card, it's so much easier to have an uh, iPad with some type of a square or something else on it as opposed to dealing with cash all the time. Okay, great. So a church is trending red mm-hmm. and they need to find some money. They need to save some money yeah. quickly. Where should they go start to look? 
Well, most churches, uh, the statistics are that your personnel costs are anywhere between 55 and 60% of your total budget. Facilities, if you've got a building, is probably 15 to 20%, maybe even more if you're renting, yep. unfortunately. Um, and then the remainder are all the other ministries you're doing. So really the, the quickest way to capture finances back is looking at your personnel. So our campus pastors, our leadership team looks at each individual person every year and evaluates, hey, how are they doing? So the quickest way to eliminate some of your expenses is reevaluating. It's not just who do we fire, but are there changes we need to make on our personnel side that would be wise and beneficial? Which is really them. good. Which again, this is the exact same advice that we give to uh, individuals who are in debt of just going, yeah, you could cut... Netflix and maybe uh, go to Chipotle one or two times less a month, which would be the equivalent in the church of telling the junior high ministry, no get Little Caesars, not Papa John's, you know, like yeah. cut their pizza parties or whatever. Or go from and, a Coke to Shasta. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Pepper to Dr. Dr. Thunder. Dr. Thunder. Yeah. yeah. So Massive we can do that. But, um, but just like in our personal finances that uh, if somebody is looking for hundreds of dollars a month to be able to pay off debt, look at housing and transportation, mm, look yep. at those and look at income as well, which is uh, maybe weird to talk about on a, on a church leadership podcast, but Hey, listen, uh, that's a number to look at as well. Yep. If, if you are in yep. the red of just going, are we casting uh, a heroic enough vision? Do people, are they really behind what we're doing? And so there may be a way to drive more donations, but the numbers would just say, look at those two big, yep. those two yep. big areas. That would be where I'd pick on first before I'd go pick on junior high. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, church debt. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, I love that watermark. I'm sure I know we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but watermark has never had any ounce of debt, Yeah. Uh, which in part is uh, we have gotten some great blessing of, of been given some stuff Absolutely. at the same time. So I, I can't disregard that at the same time. Uh, because of some of these budgeting practices we've done, we have been ardent on keeping our spending low. Um, and so I, I'm the reason that budgeting is such a hot topic for every single church I talk to. It's rarely that they start asking us, "Hey, what's your budgeting process?" That's never the end. It's always, "Hey, we're trying to service debt. We're trying to pay down debt, and we just haven't been able to." Uh, what ideas do you have? Mm. My first go-to every time is, "What does your budgeting look like?" Without fail, it's, oh, we just tell everybody gross up last year's budget by X percent. Yeah. Or the church admin puts the budgets together and we don't really look at them. Well, there's your problem. Yeah. If you're trying to service debt, first look at your budgeting process. I guarantee you'll be able to find efficiencies in there. Yeah. Good, yeah. So there's decisions you're making right now that are going to impact 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now Absolutely. of the life of your church. And so uh, we've never taken on debt um, because of, you know, men in part who have sat in, in your seat, the leadership of our elders. Uh, and I think sometimes people walk on this campus and they go, well, yeah, isn't that great? You got all this in cash. Well, it, uh, it took time yeah. and we had, uh, uh, we had bigger dreams <clears throat> than we had uh, dollars at times. Yeah. And we had to wait until we had cash. And uh, the elders just said, hey, th listen, debt is not a sin. Uh, there's warnings everywhere in scripture about it. And so we don't want to kind of send two signals to tell our people to get out of debt and take it on. Mm. Okay, if we can, uh, let's not do that. Um, and then we're just not going to get uh, over our skis and yeah. we will wait until, um, until God gives us what we need or what we think we need. Um, and then we will spend it, but we're not, we're not going to, uh, we, we will not take on debt, bridge loans, all those kind of things if we can, uh, if we can handle it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then 
conversely, like we didn't wait, which was just such a great phrase uh, the guys use. We can't wait for a building, uh, which was to say we, we want a building, yeah. but we will not wait ministry on any type of yes. uh, facilities. We're going to get we, after it. We were going to do, we're going to be the we, church. That's exactly right. If we had to meet under a tree or a bridge. We will do ministry. Uh, now, man, let's pray and let's give. And if we need to sacrifice, uh, so be it. Um, but we're not, but we're not waiting. And I just thought the way they handled all of that um, just was gave credibility. People uh, trusted us, trusted our leadership uh, through the process. Okay. Uh, last one, you and Todd, um, the elders uh, don't have a lot of animosity. Yeah. Um, uh, towards each other. I've seen this dynamic. The finance guy is saying no, no, no. Mm. And senior pastor, leader guy is going, yes, 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 yes. Um, why Why is there not uh, that friction that is normally uh, the case? Ultimately, I'm not the one that gets to make the final decision here at Watermark. Um, so while I'm not just the accountant or the bookkeeper, I'm also not the one ultimately responsible for leading this organization. And so when Todd and I disagree or, or the elders or leadership and I disagree, as long as I can, it's not illegal or violating my conscience in some way, I get to have the answer of, hey, I wouldn't do that. But you know what? If that's the decision you make, I'm in. Yeah. I'll march. Yeah. Well, and also from my perspective that, I mean, I, Todd, elders, all the guys do a great job of honoring you yes. and they don't call you an accountant. Yep. They call you a leader, yep. which is true. That's not, uh, any you kind call of them an accountant all the time. Do I? <laughs> yeah, I probably do. No. That's, um, sorry. I <laughs> repent publicly uh, for all the times I call you, but, but I've, you, I've, I've told you, I've come by your office yeah. and, and honored you, uh, to your face behind your back. And then publicly, uh, you lead here, brother. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're a senior leader and you have a, uh, quote unquote accountant. Uh, don't, don't treat them as such. Uh, don't look down on them. You esteem them. They have gifts that you don't have. And if you uh, can make that partnership work well, you're going to create a leadership engine that will go and um, see a lot of incredible things happen for a really, really long time. You get this wrong and it's going to short circuit, I think, what God has yeah, for your church. Yeah, if you get this wrong, I mean, it can be a distraction to leadership uh, because you're trying to figure out you're just dealing with financial stress, just like it's so stressful for family sometimes to deal with it. So you'll, uh, the mission could slow down just because you're distracted uh, with all of this. And so there's a lot at stake with this. This is not, uh, as we've said many times, this is not just for uh, those people that like spreadsheets. This is a diligence issue. This is a stewardship issue. It's ultimately a leadership issue. And, uh, and so it's really important. Brett, thank you so much for being here today. It was great having you in studio. Absolutely. Well, if you guys have any questions or comments on today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. If you like what you heard today, please rate and review the show. That helps people find us. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.